I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. So, what is your favorite urban legend? Hmm. Like the one with the hook. Ah, uh, a classic. Mm -hmm. A classic tale. A classic. Indeed. Um, Absolutely. Uh, there's the one where the, the, the babysitter mm. uh, goes upstairs and then uh, she feels something licking her fingers, right? Oh. And it's like... Uh, Michael Jackson down there, I think. <gasps> yes, or, or am I, I mixing him up? <laughs> I do remember that one. Yeah. You know, he tried to deny it when he was alive, but we all saw right through that. We knew that was the truth. I don't know. I saw Scary Movie 3. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know my shit. Uh, yes. I, yeah, I, I really, I, I do, I do enjoy The Babysitter and The Man Upstairs. That's a classic. Only yeah. because it has led to so many wonderful films. You know, Black Christmas, oh, Scream. Yeah. A little bit of prom night in there too, you know. It mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. it just it just led to so many good. Oh, when a stranger calls, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. many goodies. It's just it's, well, Bloody Mary. Oh, Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. So you know, why have we never really gotten a great Bloody Mary movie besides maybe Candyman, which is sort of basically just Bloody Mary, yeah, but based like on that gender yeah. reversed, you know? But yeah, I don't know. True, true. Maybe that's all we need because it's, it's such a good movie. That's like yeah. who cares, you know. The ring feels like a little ish inspired by that. You she know? could be kind of blood, um, blood, bloody Mary, bloody Mary adjacent. Yeah, you, you know? know, the ring is kind of an urban legend movie come to life. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, it's sort of with mixing some like data technology in there, and yeah, you know, it's it's uh, yeah adjacent. Yeah, I I think urban legends are some of the scariest. Because they yeah. they all, all always have just enough realism to where you think that could have happened. Could happen, you know. Uh, it probably happened to a friend of mine whose whose friend heard about this urban legend that her, his dog walker was talking about one night. You know, and oh, so it must be true. See, that's that's yeah. not what what I heard. See, my professor's mm. ex wife dated a guy before she met him, whose cousin knew mm. the babysitter who met the man upstairs, and so that's okay. I can see why truth. you would think that, but Robert England <laughs> told me something completely different when I met him at a convention. What does so... he know? What does he know? <laughs> He's a work for hire. He doesn't. <laughs> he needed the money. Professor William Wexler. Wexler. Told me okay. <laughs> it's genius. It's so fucking clean, isn't it? What the fuck are they learning about in this college class? Just like I... <laughs> today's oh, Urban Legends man. Day, kids. Uh, it sounds like a great class. I think that's why it's. I mean, it, I would take it. It looks so packed in there because it was probably yeah. the most ex <laughs> exciting one there. They're like Urban Legends. Probably. Yes, please. I'll probably. do it. And he also teaches yeah. like a folklore class too. He's 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 like that mm -hmm. axe is mm -hmm. for my folklore class. I don't know if it's the same class or mm -hmm. not, but I feel like he's just, yeah. you know, it's his way to deal with his p his PTSD and his trauma from the uh, the massacre tw twenty five years ago. Probably, yes, and uh, you know, maybe that's the direction they would have taken with the the reboot, which no. Oh supposedly was going to happen and then just kind of disappeared from the map yeah. and uh, was a victim of the pan pandemic from what I understand. I think they just watched but, uh, the last act of this and were like, who are we going to get to replace Rebecca it's Gayhart? Like, how I are mean, we going to uh, do this? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, the rest of the movie is kind of whatever, but like the last last act is just like, you know, oh my God. I don't know how you're going to replace that, you know? One mm-hmm. of the best killer reveals slash monologues of slasher history, I believe. Oh, yeah. Truly. Yeah. I mean, we had one of the worst this year with I still know what we did last summer in terms of the, the reveal. The rest of the movie's fine. Um, and then this one okay. is kind of the, the opposite. Um, you know. I'm going to need you to walk that <laughs> statement back, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> worst? I think you mean best. I think it's in like the top five. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I stand by my statement. <laughs> I mean, which of these movies has a 4K now? A eh? <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes, such such great films are getting, you know, 4K releases such That's as Scream, true. the the one from the the 80s, you know, and Oh uh, god, yeah. You know, big hits. Big oh hits. Jesus, I can't believe that has a 4K over many movies. It's depressing. So many movies. Yeah, this would have been a perfect time for Urban Legend and The yeah. Faculty and, you know, all these great movies. I mean, we got one from Bride of Chucky, but where's, you know, Well, now I've heard a little rumbling. I don't know how true how true this is because it's the in- internet and it is filled with urban legends. But mm. I've heard maybe Vinegar Syndrome has access to Paramount's library now. And that means they have access to the Miramax Dimension films because they're putting out the the prophecies they're putting mm. those out uh, very soon, so it's interesting yeah. that they might have the ability to release some of these um, lost Miramax classics that are getting no love. Hmm. So who knows? Maybe, maybe well, that would be the, the faculty and teaching Mrs. Tingle and things like that. Could they like actually put a couple interviews on there and that'd not be nice? Just, you know, throw them onto a disc because uh, that'd be great. Usually they go pretty. Uh, pretty all the way out out there with their stuff so i i think they'd yeah put something yeah. together that would be exciting and new and something yeah. we haven't seen because a lot of these movies like yeah. e- even the moment they were released just got these sort of bare bones dvds and so we've never really had yeah. any you know good behind the scenes or retrospective yeah, stuff yeah Ur- urban legend did have a pretty good release there with the, the yeah. blu-ray from scream factory there's like a ton of interviews on there which I did not watch in preparation for this, but they're on there. Oh, they're folks, very good. Know? It's 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 actually yeah. probably one of my favorite sort of making of documentaries because literally everybody comes back except for Jared Leto. And they're all like, mm. this was the most fun I've ever had on a set. I loved everybody. And it's just kind of infectious. You're like, this this is nice. It's nice to hear that they had a g- good old time. He did that fucking Morbius movie. Like, why wouldn't he come back and do this? I know. It's not as if he's some, like, actor that's above this shit. He's doing dumb vampire Marvel movies at this point, Well, you know? it just, it, it really <clears throat> struck me watching it last night that he's the only one in this cast that has an Oscar. And I'm like, in this movie, <laughs> I think he might be the worst person in this movie. Tr- truly. Like, it's not really a very good performance. I hate his character. He's an asshole. And Alicia Wood is not don't... great. Well, it... In in she doesn't get much in her do. defense, this might be one of the worst final girls of all time. I mean, she yeah. sort of just. But there sits are a there. couple deliveries in this that I'm like, oh, that's the the route that you you chose to go. That was um, the take. They but picked. again, yeah, I don't know if that was you know a directorial thing or her choice because I have seen her in Think Sense and she's right. been better. So maybe it was just a one off here. Maybe who knows? I liked her in Sybil. She was fun on that. I just sure. think it, mm-hmm. it's just such a sad sack character just right right yep. right from the start. You don't get a lot of development here. Yeah. Of any no. of these people. Uh, it's that's uh, one of the films I think 
downsize and i think yeah. what kind of separates it is you know a lot of people kind of claimed it was like a scream copycat which is not entirely fair i think it's it's going for a lot of the 80s vibes here too mm-hmm. um particularly with like the twist at the end where you know big exposition dump at the very end yeah, and there was this big that. prank pulled on somebody and that's very 80s you mm-hmm, know? definitely um but uh yeah the characters could have used a little more development i, think. I uh, mean i will say that with the sort of scream connections Mm-hmm. Out of all the movies that tried to replicate its sense of humor, I think it's the one that kind of came the closest to sort of doing that because the jokes here do mostly land and feel yeah. genuinely funny. Um, yeah. Because a lot of the I ones think, that tried I mean, to do it were kind of like, oh, that's not really that clever. But. Th- this and the faculty, I think, were yeah. the most yeah, effective in that regard. Definitely. Uh, but this one, uh, the faculty is more kind of sci-fi horror. Right. Like, this is like the more straightforward slasher here. Definitely. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree with that. And it's um, uh, uh, Horta, right? Yes. Uh, what's his, uh, uh, Silvio. Uh, Silvio. Yeah. Silvio. Couldn't remember his name. Silvio Horta, RIP. Yeah. He died a few years oh, ago, unfortunately. Um, so sad. Openly gay. Openly yeah. Gay. Um, like all these movies, by the way, folks, if you yeah. didn't know, like pretty much every single one of these movies was either written or directed by a queer person, which is crazy, or multiple queer people. Yeah. Which is, uh, I mean, nuts especially that, like late 90s, we've got him, we've got Kevin Williamson, we have Don Mancini yeah. with Bride of Chucky, and it's just a very gay mm-hmm. time. The gay 90s. Yeah. It's it, was, lo- it was very lovely. gay. I mean, it, 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 everything, it was just a very bitchy decade, and mm-hmm. I think that was what drew people to let's hire the gay person to bring it in the like the the meta stuff and like we're gonna uh you know reference this and this and this and this and this you know yeah um and it kind of started earlier in the decade with like even the adams family movies and the um like the brady bunch movies like they're very sort of self-aware and what they're trying to do and um that kind of continued across multiple genres you know Mm -hmm. um even like clueless is very you know there's tons of pop culture references in that movie too it's just it was the thing of this decade you know i loved it everything was commenting on something else and you know it was fun. It was a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. Like, it was a good time. These are very fun to rewatch. I was I was taken by that la- yeah. last night. It was my god, I'm ha- having a good time watching this again. Right. And it's been right. I don't know, many years, but for the first yeah. few years it it was out, I probably watched it like 4,000 times, so Right, um, right. But just to rewatch, rewatch it again. And yeah, I mean, there's there yeah. there's some scripting problems, but the thing is, is that Jamie Blanks, the director, he loads mm-hmm. this up with so much style and so much energy and so much fun yep. that you don't really care. <laughs> like, you're like, I know that doesn't make sense. Like, why is there a slideshow happening in a building that's been closed since the 70s? Where's the electricity? But you don't care because it's so much fun. And it's the same thing with... Uh, yeah. Valentine that he did a few years after that. The script isn't always the best, yeah. but you just kind of go along with it because he brings so much flair and fun to ev- everything. Just kind of keeps it afloat. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that for the most part. It's a little chaotic at times, but I, I agree it is fun. And, I love uh, chaos. Chaos um, is great. Yeah, well, chaos killed the dinosaurs, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, it's, it doesn't take long to like for the deaths to start happening in this and when they do start happening it's just like boom 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 oh, one after yeah. the, pretty much the whole movie is just kind of death 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 where in a, in a normal like 80s style slasher you would usually have like maybe one fairly early on and then there'd be like a big string where not a whole lot is happening and then they just be kind of picked off one by one 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 yeah. pretty quickly um, whereas this is pretty consistent like throughout the movie there's like a death every like 10 minutes or something you know somebody's being 
oft consistently. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I do think, again, I think that kind of comes a little at the expense of like, who are these characters and why should I give a shit about them? Right. But it is fun regardless. And they do, the, the deaths are creative in you know, Absolutely. the ways they're um, uh, portrayed and everything in here. And the, the casting of like the supporting cast is just, you know, amazing too. Oh, it's know? a great cast. Um, yeah. I mean, we've got Brad Dorff here and oh, uh, like we said, Robert England and, and um, you know everybody Loretta Devine of course just oh god Reese other than um oh Reese is the best yeah other than Rebecca Gayhart you know she's I mean she's the the sort of the the main reason to watch this movie I feel like absolutely both of them um I really want this like gritty Silence of the Lambs style reboot like cat and mouse (gasps) type thing where she's like trying to go after her god it's like Reese is like she's about to retire but she has one more case to get down and it's like she never solved she never solved (laughs) (laughs) oh my god bring it on people come on that'd be so great people would love this the fans would go crazy they would really go insane oh yeah I think so come on give us what we want that's all all we want when they first announced the the reboot there were some weird things with the rights too and i'm wondering mm. if that was part of the issue why they never ended up doing because it was something like they couldn't call it a sequel directly and yet it was obviously a sequel or a reboot or whatever because it, it was it was called urban legend but like they were intentionally avoiding in all the press releases being like oh it's a reboot or a sequel i'm like what is going on with this but it was i don't it, know i mean some sometimes people say like Remember when they announced the new Scream and Courtney Cox was like, "It's not a remake. It's it's not a re- it, it's a it's a, it's a relaunch." You know, it's like I I yeah. think sometimes people just don't know what to call it. Like they feel like maybe remake is considered like a bad word, and the fans hate that, so they're yeah. like trying to find a way yeah. to word it to where. It's not a remake, but it's, I, I don't know. I thought that, but then with this one, it was weird because like, even in like the bloody disgusting like, articles and stuff that came out, they were like, uh, intentionally trying to distance it from urban legend, oh. the franchise in general. And I, I just thought that was, it was weird. I don't know. It was a strange thing. That is very I guess odd. we'll never know because it's not going to happen. Not gonna happen yeah. but, uh, <laughs> I know they called happen. it like very queer take and or whatever. So whatever that means, but. So they probably just have like some word service to one of the characters like being gay and they're like, and I mean, that's probably. it. Yeah. Probably. Like, I made out with a guy once in uh, ninth grade, and that's it. Probably. Like, there's our representation. The, the, there's our character, you know? Um, <laughs> we did the work. <laughs> well, Where's you know, our GLAD like award? The, the... <laughs> yeah, exactly. With the, that craft legacy movie, it's like, oh, there's a trans character. I, we're not going to find out anything about her, but I she's here. I don't think we got <laughs> her name, a... but she's there. Yeah, but here she is. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's so she true. had about as much personality as everyone else in the movie. God love them. I mean, really, yeah, that was exactly. a. Exactly. Oh, that movie. What a missed op- opportunity. I've just I completely forgot everything from the movie. I I, I just me too. I watched it, you know, it, I, it's completely gone. There's nothing. There. It was like I the mean, next I remember... day. I was like, what did I watch a craft sequel last night did or I did I make that up? I, I... Is that a dream? I don't know. It, so fucking weird. Is um, that Patrick Duffy yeah. in my shower? That must have been a dream. What's happening? It's very con- right, con- right. confusing. I, I, so I sometimes we don't it. need reboots. Sometimes no. dead is better. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> reboots yes. that are coming out in like a week or two. <laughs> yeah. With Pam Greer, Foxy Brown herself. See, it's all connected. Yep. We connect all, the string yep. mm-hmm. so you don't have to. <laughs> there we go. It's true. It's true. Yeah. This is a fun time. I've heard some good time. some good stuff about that 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 one. I think it just screened at Fantastic yep. Fest and I've heard some good stuff. Hmm. So we'll see. Maybe it'll be worthwhile. We'll I didn't care for the last one, but oh well. No, no. We'll see. Not at all. Nope. Yeah. 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 It was a uh, uh, 98, though. Yeah. Fun time. Fun mm-hmm. time. And uh, I think people, uh, 
when these movies first came out, there was a lot of critique about how they, and they were all copycats of Scream and yeah. blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, if you go back to like the early 80s, like a lot of those movies were vibing pretty hard on Halloween and, you know, yeah. Friday the 13th and everything stylistically. Mm. So it's like, whatever. You know? Yeah, it's like, and then all the movies after Saul were basically yeah, vibing on basically that and The that. Ring. Yeah, they so all it, kind it, of had a long-haired yeah. ghost girl. I mean, it's all kind of the same. Yeah, it always happens. It always happens. You know, when something is popular, people want to capitalize on that. And yeah. and sometimes they do it in kind of a creative, fun way and sometimes not so much. But uh, yeah, yeah, it, it happens. I know? really don't mind it that much. I think because it, it you, no. there's there's only so many stories that one can tell in this world. It's It's really what you do with the details that count. You know, so like yeah. even a movie like this, yeah, you can say it's a lot like Scream, but is it mm-hmm. really? I mean, there's a young cast, there's some self-aware dialogue, there's death scenes, and that's about it. Yeah. I don't really think it's that yeah. similar. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, maybe the way it's shot a little bit. Maybe. Too, oh, it's too. very glossy. Some, yeah. Some, you know, glossy and kind of some jump cuts here and there. But, I kind of like the score is always this. at like an 11. And oh, listen, this score is one of my favorite slash slasher film scores. Christopher Young. It's very good. Oh, my it's God. Because it's like it's Probably, sort of yeah. beautiful and, you know, kind of majestic. But it's also like once it gets in 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 into the kill stuff and the chase mm-hmm. scenes, it's very angry and kind of, you know, just manic and nuts. And I love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Christopher Young, he uh, always does great he, work. He does, you know, Hellraiser fame here. Oh yeah, yeah. Copycat and Copycat, um, Flowers in the Attic, and oh my god, The Glass House. A, heard of it? No, <laughs> classic. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's so weird. Like I feel like he's done a lot of really great films, but even when he does a film that's not so great, his score is always really good, and yeah, it, it always kind of makes me wish like the score like could sort of meet the film you know and sure. sort yeah. of yeah or that the film could meet the score i don't know that reverse you can it. go a long yeah. way on a, a good aesthetic that's, absolutely that's for sure you know you got good direction with uh you know great scoring and a good cast can take you maybe it won't get you quite to the finish line but it'll get you pretty close oh you know? absolutely um, yeah especially if the film is not like two and a half hours long or something you know if yes. it's like 90 minutes long you know i'm there for it you know? oh yeah it's fine nice and breezy I love it. Yeah. Easy breezy. Cover girl. Yes, that's right. Noxima girl. Noxima girl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I went back and watched the uh, the ad that she did from like 93. And it's it's fun. Yeah, It's very like Felicity-esque. It's, it's interesting. She like meets this guy and we're like, hey, I'm Noxima girl. It's just, it's, it's something. Oh, Noxima. <clears throat> mm. Yeah. I love our little gay heart. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not going to get into the weeds here too much with this background y'all can read um and i didn't really do any research so we're going by our our favorite uh wikipedia source here also you know if you want to hear from the director himself our friends over at um dark night of the podcast i know they did an episode a few months ago that had oh, yeah. um, jamie blanks himself was on there so mm-hmm. go listen to that if you want you know we're just here to shoot the shit and talk yes. about this movie for its 25th anniversary you know? yeah woot 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 so the concept here as we said, developed by Silvio Horta, RIP, a recent film graduate at the time from New York University who was working at uh, the perfume counter at Nordstrom. There you go. Uh, he pitched the idea in late 1997 to Gina Matthews, a producer who was uh, leading writers' workshops at, workshops at the time. Uh, she liked the story, and the two began developing the concept before the screenplay came along here. 
And then you got producer Neil H. Moritz becomes involved, and uh, he agrees to co-produce with Matthews and Michael McDonald. Uh, so they pitch the screenplay to numerous film studios, but none of them are expressing interest at the time, which is surprising because yeah, what the hell? All the scream copycats are all over the place at, at this point. Weird. Um, but yeah, and then in a last-ditch effort, they go to uh, Phoenix Pictures, a uh, company that had only produced a few small number of films at the time. Uh, Mark uh, Metaboy, a, an executive there, was impressed. Um, thought the screenplay needed to be better, so they had all these rewrites, um, which kind of makes me wonder, like, maybe it was better, and then the studio, you know, messed with it. Which yeah, does happen, you never know. I mean, this happens all the time. Say. It never s- stops, yeah. except these days they're like, okay, well, we're going to put AI on this instead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> makes it worse oh what a terrible world i'm terrified oh, i am horrified it's, by what the future I, did I, you yeah. see that there's this bright burn too that's going to be made but it's all written by ai what i didn't hear about the ai yeah part. i was like wait I, what the fuck uh, i was like that doesn't uh, sound like a good idea like are they testing the waters no, i don't know what's happening no. maybe that was an urban i hear the legend. writer strike i hear the writer strike might be coming to an end but we'll see they, 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 they got know. some new offer and but we'll see we shall see we shall see. Uh, so then they needed a, a director for this thing. Um, so they scouted filmmakers in Australia. Nicole Kidman was busy at the time. I was busy. Yeah, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> I was with Tom at the time and he was like, no, you cannot direct. No way. He was too busy jumping on couches. Zenu said no. <laughs> yeah, I can't direct. <laughs> I didn't want to be killed in Clearwater, Florida. Oh so I'm, I'm we should we should be careful about what we say on this podcast. Let me tell you, it's really <laughs> scary. <laughs> it's really fucking scary. Um, uh, <laughs> um, so they found this 26 year old uh, named Michael. Or sorry, Michael Jamie Blanks, Jamie, 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 um, who had done this short horror film called Silent Number, uh, which was made as his thesis film. And uh, yeah, they. Um, he wanted to do I Know We Did Last Summer originally. And uh, he even went so far as he created this mock trailer for the project. Uh, but unfortunately, Jim Gillespie had already been hired to direct it. Um, so Blanks got offered this Urban Legend screenplay instead. And he signed on to do it in February 1998. Uh, so this thing had a pretty quick turnaround here. Um, oh, God, seems yeah. like it got, got made fairly quick here, which, you know, for a slasher was not uncommon um so it looks like jared leto 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 was cast in uh the role first um which is unfortunate because like we said he's probably the most boring in here but uh you know it's true uh, though they thought he had a dark quality he possessed uh that was at odds with his conventional appeal well um, he is basically like a cult leader now so i mean i don't it's pretty dark you know uh (laughs) i guess they were right there right on the money uh he had just come off of like my so-called life earlier on in the decade and uh uh, alicia wit alicia i cannot talk to alicia wit came along and uh they thought that she was against type and also a strong actress whose previous credits included dune and twin peaks i forgot she was in twin peaks she was that's right she 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 was like the sister of someone right and she played the piano or something she was like yeah 10 in that or something she was like really 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 young yeah that must be why i don't remember her because i don't hmm, interesting um so she liked the idea of playing a survivor character 
um, who would endure extraordinary circumstances. And uh, then, of course, we have the MVP, Rebecca Gayhart. Uh, oh. She auditioned for the role of Brenda and got it, of course. <laughs> uh, n- numerous actresses were interested in this role. Uh, she had to go in and fight for the part. She read for the role numerous times, performed uh, multiple screen tests before the producers finally settled on her. Um, I kind of want to see other screen tests now. Are they out there? Yeah, some, I, wonder, can I, see other, I bet can they see are. Than everybody else's? Somewhere like yeah. deep in the Sony vaults, I'm sure they have them. Because yeah. like, who else? I yeah. I mean this this is the part to get it like if I was auditioning oh, yeah. for this this would be the only part that I would want because it's just so like oh, yeah, that monologue sure. is just killer for sure for sure yeah they uh, straightened her hair for most of the movie except for the end when she's supposed to be all <laughs> nutty <laughs> and I love it <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, then they got a uh, Joshua Jackson in here of course he was known for Dawson's Creek at the time. He was also filming Cruel Intentions around this time, which is why he explains hair the hair. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I like his character in that. He's very like bitchy, gay, gay guy. I love it. Oh, yeah. Um, I got a mouth like a Hoover. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Rosenbaum here. Uh, Pre Smallville um, comes along and uh, he had just been in Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Do, 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 do. What else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, Tara Reed was cast, uh, but it doesn't really say anything about how she got the role or anything. She was cast. She, <laughs> she was is. cast. <laughs> she was there. She was like right outside. They're like you. Yeah, you're gonna be in a movie, kid. And she hadn't really, really broken out yet, right? Because she did American Pie like the yeah, next that was year. The next year, yeah. So I guess this, yeah, was kind of her big you know thrust onto the public spotlight too that's like when you think about um, it tara reed had like a good maybe three or four years yeah and then like, the pussycats was in there that was yeah. kind of it yeah and i really like her kinda, like i i, I always kind of pull for her i don't know why i'm just like i like you yeah she could have a some sort of comeback i would i would be game for that absolutely yeah and then we like we said we got a lot of um just fun cameos in here robert england um who agreed to play the part after being impressed by the concept of the screenplay and was also a fan of several of the cast members uh loretta divine uh of course she identified with the role based on her past experience as a dormitory director at this university uh which provided her insight into some of the goofy and dumb stuff they do oh interesting (laughs) i didn't know she had like a background in those i like it (laughs) interesting yeah daniel harris of course you know uh i love tosh th- i mean this could be uh, she's great i mean you know what aol chat rooms and an know. angry little gremlin she is she's so love mean it. to everybody <laughs> love it and she's taking like uh what's the drug she's lithium. on uh, lithium lithium that's what it and is. i love yeah. that that's how she makes the connection with the person in the chat room she's like what what are you into and he's like lithium and she's like my kind of guy like i'm is that like a turn on for people like we're on the same meds woohoo like what is that i guess that's so random and this was the 90s so you could just go into an aol chat room and you know find someone just like you and uh, or at least they claim to be just like you as we see i mean oh, i think this movie yes. is kind of a you know a warning to it beware is. of those chat rooms folks the, they, is, is this the first movie that really did that whole like be careful what happens on ch- I mean, chat rooms thing i think so you know it's uh yeah 
in my head canon, this is Jamie from Halloween. You know, I, I know it she kind of was offed in uh, part six or whatever. But, uh, you know, I think she's off doing while uh, Lori is off in California teaching at this <laughs> other private school. Jamie is just attending this New England private school, you know. And of course, uh, Lori doesn't remember her at all. So no, of course <laughs> so not. Who is this? Who is? As we saw in that p- p- picture from last year, she didn't know who she was. As we saw. As we saw. Like, who are it's you again, civ- civilian? <laughs> uh, there was some, oh, so much drama. Um, uh, da, 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 Natasha Gregson Wagner gets cast in this opening scene. Uh, da, 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 da. Like I said, Brad Dourif is here as well. Uh, filmed in Toronto, like every movie, every ever. fucking movie. Uh, <laughs> Good God! At the university university of uh toronto here um not pendleton university i know I, I, oh, my dreams have been crushed yes i know uh blanks sought to keep on-screen violence muted or implied rather than shown in explicit detail which is kind of the thing from this period you know you didn't get a lot of like super gory deaths because they were trying to be a little more mainstream i think yeah um, it's it i mean they're cre- creative deaths but they're not like you know they are they are you know you don't see blood flying everywhere yeah 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 um several moments of violence in the script were not filmed among them a shot of wagner's character's severed head rolling onto the road after her death um alas we did not see that damn it um, i know I did hear that I, uh, I I think it was on the commentary that this this was supposed to take place in the winter, but they mm. apparently it was cheaper to get the rain than the snow. So like the o- okay. opening was supposed to be snowy, and I guess towards the yeah. end of the movie where they're all like you know freaking out in the rain, I guess that was supposed to be snow too. But okay, budgetary concerns were like, oh, let's just have some rain instead. Okay, I could, but yeah, I, I could like the that. rain. It's um, it's it's moody. Moody, yeah, definitely sets the scene here. This uh, New England vibe here, yeah. Uh, Tara Reid did most of her stunts in this, which good for her because that's a uh, well, probably the best uh, chase sequence in the movie. You know, she's um, a stronger lady than I. Let me tell you, yeah, that's kind of scary. Uh, she's it gets put through the ringer here, absolutely, and uh, reminds me a bit of the Gale chase sequence from Scream Two in the you know. Oh, yeah. sound booth and stuff a little bit there yeah absolutely um yep 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 and uh yeah that's that's most of the stuff here um they screened a rough cut in pasadena during post-productions and the audience response was favorable um and that's it let's see it came out on september 25th 1998 mm. wow which is this week um, there are 25 years from this week as we are filming, filming, recording, so, whatever we're doing. <laughs> it was the 25th anniversary of the massacre in the movie. And now it's the 25th anniversary mm-hmm. of the movie. Interesting. Hmm. Oh, gosh, this would have been a perfect time for a reboot. Wow. But, interesting. Alas. Yeah. This yeah. this was a good like few month run there because you had H two O in August. Mm-hmm. This in September. Mm-hmm. I think Chucky was in October. October, I think. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Disturbing Behavior was in there somewhere, too. I think it was September or something. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Damn, it really was a good remember. run. Yeah. Good times. And I think good the times. faculty was in December. Yes, yes, that was right at the end of the year, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, that was a good, good couple months there. Absolutely. Um, decent little haul here. It made $72.5 million against a $14 million budget, mm. which for a little slasher movie, pretty good little haul there, uh, especially for the time. And uh, let's see if we got some reviews here. Reviews were not super friendly here. Um, yeah, like I said, a lot of these movies got sort of written off as scream copycats, and that seems to be what a lot of these uh, reviews are alluding to. Um, the New York Times says, A teenage moviegoer's dream. So this is, okay. Mm. <laughs> it has familiar young television stars, familiar old stars, um, an edgy sense of humor, a tricky plot, and characters too genre savvy for their own good. Maybe there will be an oversaturation of Scream-inspired horror films someday soon, but this one feels fresh. Oh. Well, that's pretty nice. Yeah. That's poster-worthy. Uh, yeah. Ebes is kind of uh, mixed here. Let's see as he says, um, The film is competently made, and the attractive cast emotes and screams energetically. I agree. And uh, does a good job of unwisely grabbing one another by the shoulders. Okay. What? That's the only little quote they took from here. Grabbing by the shoulders? Unwisely grabbing one another. I have no idea what he's the talking about. The fuck does that mean, Ebe? What is that? What the <laughs> hell? I, well, it's funny because I remember when this was on their show, and I remember uh-huh. Ebert was a little kinder, and Siskel like, thought it was the trashiest, most aw- awful uh, yes. thing in the world. One of those. Uh-huh. And I, I remember uh-huh. Ebe's being like well i think it has a good sense sense of humor like the line where she's where she's like is this where the kidney is i don't care i was a dope in anatomy i'm just gonna grab it you know and he thought that was really mm-hmm. f- funny i don't know why that stuck w- with me but it just sort of showed like <laughs> i think maybe even if he didn't love it he kind of understood what they were trying to do with it whereas siskel sure? was completely like how can they make this atrocity it was nauseating he just hated every slasher. I don't so know. I don't remember God. any slasher that he, you know, hated them all. Warm to at all. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. Or, yeah. I feel bad that he couldn't find the joy. You know. I know. It's, what it's, a butthole. It's sad. Um, yeah. And it was like toward the end of his life here, and he cannot yeah. find the joy in these movies. Maybe so this sad. was the film that k- killed him. Maybe. <laughs> it could be. He's like, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it, Ebes. Yeah. No more of that. <laughs> uh, yeah. And some other reviews here that are not worth reading but uh some awards a couple awards here we got um best original score for original for for a horror thriller horror thriller film at the international film music critics association awards what a fucking mouthful that is international film music critics associations award okay jesus christ oh wow that's quite Um, quite the title and uh, apparently people liked Alicia Witt at the time. They gave her uh, a nomination for a Saturn Award and a Fangoria Chainsaw Award. So wow. there you go. Um, I mean, this is, I mean, we've talked about it. I know you did the summer and like, it's not a great final girl either. There. No. So maybe people were just kind of like, we like the kind of wimpy, I don't know, sad final girl. Maybe I don't know. so. I don't know. Yeah. And it, it's like yeah. with these two, I totally understand why they are the way that they are. I mean, because they did go through some yeah. shit. They have a little tr- tragic backs, back, back st- st- story and stuff. But it's just yeah. it's not yeah. very interesting to watch because they're just kind of whiny. It's and not. It's like eh. it's not. I don't know. Yeah. They, they thread that balance more in the screen movies. And right. I don't know entirely how. I mean, I think part, part of it is because you also have Gail there, who's a good like yes. foil. And is also the scream girl. So, he, um, so even if Sydney gets a little mopey at times, like Gail is always there to kind of balance things out. Um, so yeah, they, I don't know. They find a good balance there somehow. But yeah, yeah. 
yeah, and this of course got a theatrical sequel a couple years later, uh, Final Cut. That's like one of the, the last ones that we haven't covered from this period, I think. So oh, maybe right. someday we'll maybe so. I the last time I saw it, I was actually not too harsh on it. I thought, okay, it does some yeah. in, interesting stuff here. It doesn't always work, but you know, it's yeah. it's got some. I think just by by that point, the whole thing was getting a little stale because that was like what like oh, two thousand, yeah. and it just didn't two thousand. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, wasn't kind of the last. Yeah, yeah, the last leg of the the era here. It didn't last very long, but it, it did burnt bright, and uh, you know, it's uh, that's how these things tend to go. We, there's usually like a four or five year period here where things, uh, um. They, yeah, they fizzle and then they kind of, or they they uh, they glow and then they kind of fizzle out. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense though, because when you think about like the, the the sort of, I guess what people would consider the greatest era of the slasher film, that was from like eighty to really like eighty three, and right, even then I'd right. maybe say like eighty two, really, because you you yeah. still had some in eighty three and eighty four, but they weren't as pop popular, weren't really making as much money or getting seen as much. And that's kind of yeah. what happened with the post screams too. Yeah, well, the nightmare yeah. came along and just changed everything. And I think a lot of the films yeah. after that in that decade owe everything to that film because it became much more fan- fantastical. And you have all these right. movies that are basically essentially about the uh, 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 effects and the the set right. pieces and stuff. And everything's kind of s- yeah. surreal and stuff like that. They got um, kind of goofy goofier yes. too yes much more um, playful and... i don't know playful yeah and you can you can and even the original nightmare has a has a few moments of oh yeah goofery yeah in there yeah you know the tongue coming out of the phone oh and, totally you know, yeah i'm your boyfriend now mm-hmm. yeah, you know absolutely um yeah that was you know that was the thing about west craven he did it twice you know he did yeah. it once in the 80s and then he did it again with scream and <laughs> to, to, you know we're t- a movie that we're talking about today is yeah. heavily inspired by a movie that he made you know exactly it's it's it's, it's, it's kind of nutty crazy crazy yeah um yeah all right well what is happening in this now 25 year old a fourth of a century year oh old my film god here? well when you put it that way i'm gonna go take a nap uh that's not <laughs> and that's it folks see ya. i don't see have time week. life is too short to recap this fucking movie um okay uh well there's there's a young lady named michelle mancini and she's driving singing horribly in her car to <laughs> totally eclipse of the heart which i love it just immediately yeah. i gravitate towards this character because how can you not love someone who sings with such commitment when they are not hitting a single correct note i just find this very endearing i'm like i pull for you like already the guy, uh, <laughs> the guy from american idol uh, william, william hong, hong or whatever, oh, you know, he was just so passionate I could not sing a note to save his life but just was so was into like, it you he's know, committing good. to the act and i'm i'm really in- yeah. enjoying it i love when people right. do that and uh endearing. unfortunately she's in the, in the middle of nowhere and she's running out of gas what is she going to do yeah. luckily there is a gas station and it starts pouring down rain. She finds shelter underneath the, the pump. And this guy pops out, played by Brad Dourif, Chucky himself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And he stutters. And he's like, um, uh, he's trying to get out a sentence. And and um, she's all like, can you just fill up the car? Thank you. And she gives him her credit card. He starts pumping the gas. And he's looking kind of shifty, like he sees something wrong. And he goes back inside. And he comes back out. And he's like, uh, the credit card company's on the phone. Can you come, come inside? She's like, shit. But she's smart. She grabs a little case of mace and she's like, I got this covered in case it gets bad. 
and she walks in and he locks the door behind them and she gets to the phone and there's no one on the line and she's like what the hell and he kind of like stumbles towards her and she's like get away from me and she maces him and tries to get out but it's locked and so she grabs the phone and throws it through the window and climbs through and she's trying to open up her car in the rain and the music said like a 15 it's just Mm -hmm. and she gets in there and pulls pull pulls out of the parking spot and is back down the road and by the time she's gone the attendant can finally let out that there's someone in the back seat Mm -hmm. and sure enough She's driving along, trying to calm herself down with total eclipse of the heart, as one does. Yeah. Still not yeah. getting a note right. And um, and then because of her bad performance, out, you know, yeah. <laughs> this this creeper in a parka comes out from behind her back back seat with a big old a- axe, swings it and decapitates her. You know, question. <laughs> well, you know, a couple questions. Yeah. One, why? <laughs> Why? But they're driving the car, right? So, yes. like, you know, you're in the back seat. You take somebody's head off. Uh, the car's still going. Yeah. Assume, would right? you be she, concerned that the, the concerned, corpse would lose control of the car? <laughs> like, yeah, you, you think. <laughs> like, it doesn't really so make, that's my question. make a lot of sense. But what is weird is once the axe goes through the window, it looks like the car is just mm-hmm. stopped. Like, it doesn't it look like, like it's it. moving. It's hard to so, tell. I mean, yeah. it's kind of like weird, like slow-mo, surreal-ish kind of, yeah, that's you know, the, but yeah, it's hard to kind of read what's going on. But there, yeah, right. it, I mean, I do have a question there. We'll stick a pin yeah. in that one. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moving on. But, but yeah, so um, now we're at Pendleton University where mm. this group of friends are at a coffee shop just talking about urban legends and stuff. And, yep. and um, this, this guy Parker brings up the urban legend that apparently took place at the university where they live where 25 years ago in 73 there was a massacre at one of the dorms and ever since then this building's been shut down and boarded up and it's the 25th anniversary so his frat is commemorating it with a a massacre party which is a little you know a little bit cruel a little morbid perhaps but (laughs) i do appreciate if you watch rebecca's gayhart's face throughout this whole story Mm -hmm. she is just like engrossed in this whole story oh yeah absolutely it, which should you know be a little hint here folks yeah she's a little kooky also from the, the start yeah a little kooky this set also looks like they just like went to the central perk and it's just, like, very central perk, and just like <laughs> put it down i'm like where's where's phoebe like sh- <laughs> shouldn't she be playing tonight i don't, I don't know. some melee cat some melee cat <laughs> It would make perfect sense if she just walked in. Um, And this guy comes in named Paul, who is the um, the the head of the newspaper. And immediately he's just like a dumbass. He's like trying to disprove um, the story that's been told. And 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 he's like, it's not really true. It's all fake. There's no proof and stuff. And um, there's these two girls, Natalie and Brenda. And Brenda clearly has a crush on Paul. And um, yeah. and that's really all we get from that scene, to be honest. And uh, and then Brenda and Natalie are walking back after this whole thing. And for some reason, they decide to stop by the old dorm where the massacre took took place and mm-hmm. chant Bloody Mary, even though she I don't think she came from there. I don't I don't know where they got that part. <laughs> um, but yeah. what's even weirder is that they start to hear these weird like wails, these like ghostly wails from inside, mm-hmm. which are also mm-hmm. never explained. 
Um, um, like you, you could say well, maybe it's Damon lurking behind them, like throwing his voice or something. Maybe he's a ventriloquist. I don't know. It could be, but it doesn't make maybe a lot of sense. It is foreshadowing the acclaimed part three of urban legends. Aha. Bloody Mary. Ooh. Perhaps. Perhaps. Connections. Connections. Perhaps. Um, yeah. Cause uh, this guy, Damon with bleach, blonde hair is lurking yep. b- b- behind them and scares them yep. as one does in these kinds of movies yep. and um and they're all like oh we were trying to summon bloody mary not frat boys with badly grown facial hair <laughs> which is true because it looks terrible um and it's so like, i guess he he's like just a, you, know, you know like he looks like a rejected member of like in sync or something very in you know? sync yes very much so which are, who are apparently back now by the oh way oh my yeah, god the, speaking of 1998 I know what's happening what is happening right. with the world? How 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 are they yep. back? What's going on? Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah. So they kind of seem to have sort sort of a love hate relationship with him because they're like, oh, he was normal before he joined the frat, ha ha ha, and stuff. Um. Mm. And then Natalie goes back to her dorm room and it catches her roommate Tosh, who's like very goth, in the middle of a um, a, a sexual liaison with a very goth yeah. vampire looking dude, and she's like, yeah, shut up the fucking those, light. Um, yeah, one of those positions from the Kama Sutra. Yes, a good time. Ab- absolutely. Um, and so she just kind of like tries to go to sleep and forget about it. And um, and then the next day, they all get the news that this girl, Michelle Man- Mancini, was found m- murdered. She was decapitated. And they believe that it, it was yep. the gas station attendant. And everyone's like, I didn't know she went here. Oh, my God, this is so crazy. Does anybody know yep. her? And Natalie's getting kind of weird. And she's like, no, no, I didn't know her. No. But then she goes back to her dorm room and looks at an old yearbook from high school. And there's a picture of her with Michelle on the cheerleading squad. And you say, <gasps> Natalie, you liar. How dare you? Why are you lying about this girl? You. Oh, you're supposed to be our final girl. What? Um, and then D- Damon comes in and he's all like, hey, you seem kind of weird. You want to go out and talk? And she's like, oh, well, why not? So they do what anyone does in these movies. They go into the middle of the forest. How do they even drive a car into the forest? And park. And they have a little heart-to-heart where she explains that she knew Michelle. She doesn't explain everything. And there's a there's a fun little moment where the Dawson's Creek theme song oh, starts because they're so meta. He the, yeah. the radio and so He's meta. like, you know? oh, my God. Oh, and I do need to give this this film props because when they first leave, his car does not start. It's supposed to be very tem- mm-hmm. temperamental. So the whole yeah. cliche about like when you're in danger and the car won't start, at least this movie gives it an explanation because they're in an old car that has pro- problems that has been established five minutes before it, it has a another problem. Um, yeah. So they're out there, and then all of a sudden, he starts telling a story about like how he can relate because he had a girlfriend who died of a a syndrome, um, and that's all he says. Yes. And so Natalie's like, "Um, I don't know if I buy this." And he's all like, "You know, we should we should grieve together and like move on and and like have sex." And she's like, "I don't no, uh, uh-uh, no." And he gets a little gro- gropy, and she punches him in the face, which is like, "Go, Natalie." And um, and he won't stop. So she's like, one black eye or two. And I'm like, I think I like her. Um, and then he's like, all right, fine. I'm, I'm going to go take a piss. And so he leaves and he is strangled in the woods by someone we can't see. And we go, oh, no. Mm-hmm. And so she goes out of the car to look f- for him and runs right into Mr. or Mrs. Parka, 
who is like just being all sinister and stuff. And she runs back into the car and park a killer person ties a rope to the back of her car. And somehow, somehow in the span of about five seconds, this person has hoisted Damon up on a rope onto a tree connected to the car somehow so that when Natalie starts the car, which of course she's having a problem doing because it's an old car, mm-hmm. it like yeah. st- strangles him and hangs him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then um, the killer's like trying to get into the car and like smashing the windshield and stuff. And then Natalie pulls it into re- reverse, hits a tree. The the body falls and goes right through the windshield and she's all like, ah, and she runs out and the killer's nowhere nowhere to be found. And she goes to the campus security where we meet Reese, who we've seen before. Who's watching. But, uh, yes. Yeah, she's, who just sits around watching black exploitation movies <laughs> yes. all day, which is great. She's Wonderful. watching call coffee, pretending that she's Pam Greer. And mm, um, Natalie wanders in and she's, she's like, you've got to help me. He's He's been killed. So they go back to the site and the car is gone. Damon's nowhere to, to be found. But there is a beer, a beer can there so reese just kind of thinks that you know they must have been drinking and they you know had some kind of a prank and so she doesn't really take it very seriously and her friends don't take it very seriously either because they're like oh well he has this uh this dummy of himself that he made that he uses to scare pledges or something it's like this really like how They're like, it was probably just a dummy. <laughs> sure. You know, and this is the, one of the moments where it, she has this very weird line, line reading where it's something like, it's like someone out there is taking all these stories and making them a reality. And I'm yeah. like, who told you to read the line like that, girl? It's just a very odd. Well, do you reading. remember in the trailer, there's a a different take of that line, but she's at the pool, mm-hmm. I think. And yeah. you're like, did they shoot I that just so. for the yeah. trailer? That's so weird. Yeah, um, yeah. So maybe this was like a reshoot. Like maybe it was originally supposed to take place there. And then they were like, we need to have this earlier in the movie or something. I don't know. Or mm-hmm. maybe it was mm-hmm. just shot for the trailer. Like they always did. They always did Could that be. weird Could stuff. Be. Hard to say. Um, but yet, like no one seems bothered by it. They're they're just like, that sounds a lot like an urban legend. The one with the the couple that were making out. And then the the guy leaves and she hears these scratching sounds on the car. Like he's... um. He's in Wexler's class, which we didn't mention. Professor Wexler has a class where previously mm-hmm. D- Damon played a prank about mixing pop rocks and soda. Um, so he's right. already sort of right. established as kind of a prankster. There's there's a lot of red herrings of this movie. Too. Yes. You know, you think it could be Wexler. It could be this creepy the janitor, janitor played by uh, what is his name again? Josh. Oh, Julian Rich Richings, right? Is that his name? Yeah, Julian Richings. Yes, yes that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, who's in like everything. And uh, yep. yeah, it's like it's very, very strange because no one takes it seriously. And they just assume that Damon's left to go on some sort of ski trip with a friend of his who's getting married and. Natalie calls and tries to leave a message for him. And the person, I guess, at the front desk is like, yeah, I did see a blonde guy here. Uh, I don't know his name. It's not under his his name. So I can't really do much. And she's like, okay, okay bye. You've been completely useless. Um, and then she comes back in and Tosh is like clearly in, in a mood. And she's just like, oh, no, I don't have time for that. Um, and she starts researching urban legends. And is surprised at the library by Sasha, who is the um, the sort of school 
talk show host on the radio she has like a sex show where she talks about like yeah, what's it called like under the covers, covers with, with sasha, sasha yeah and she yeah. and she just gives people sex ad- advice um yeah and she's checking out the kama sutra right? yes that's what she's in there because she the is um in a relationship with parker and they're gonna have a little bit of fun mm-hmm. And it's kind of a library research sequence, but nobody really seems yeah. to be researching. They're kind of just grabbing books and like, exactly. hmm, maybe this could be useful. And so they're looking at the st- stories. And of course, they see the one that was uh, reinterpreted the night before with her and yeah. Damon. And then they see one called the Gang High, High Beam Initiation. And Sasha's like, oh, this one's not a legend at all. This happens all the time. And she explains it. And Natalie's getting like really shifty. You're like, what's wrong with Natalie? Why is she so uncomfortable about this particular legend what's what's your story natalie and then sasha leaves and she sees that the last person to check out this book was damon and she's like Mm. oh no maybe it's true like maybe this is all just one big prank and while she's there tosh is uh chatting with someone online at her goth for goth hookup site or whatever and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and apparently there's one who's very close by and she's like what room are you in i'm gonna go get ready and she goes and she gets ready and she comes back and when she comes back she sees on the screen that they've responded with yours and she's like oh no and then this hand comes out of nowhere and starts strangling her and right about that time here comes natalie and she's like oh you're having sex again i won't turn on the light never mind and so Tosh is getting murdered while Natalie's just listening to some easy listening music on her on her little Walkman and just goes goes to sleep not knowing and in the morning she wakes up and sees this paintbrush with all this blood on it and she sees that Tosh has killed her herself she slit her wrists in the bed mm-hmm. and behind yeah. her it's written aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light just like the urban legend just like the urban legend ah. mm-hmm. and then there's a great line where they're like <laughs> the paramedics are coming in and this student's like you better check her pulse she's looked like that for years <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's missing from horror these it days. really where's is the bitchiness yeah. of it? You know, where's the, the, these bitchy one-liners <laughs> And Brenda comes in and she's like, are you all right? Oh, this is terrible. And Natalie's like, I need some alone time. And the dean of students and Reese are once again not taking this seriously at at all because Natalie's like, I know there was someone in the room with her. She was murdered. And they're like, did you see this person? She's like, no, it, it was dark. And 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 like, it sounds like it was just a very morbid suicide note. And they're like, they just don't even care. Um, they don't care. The, 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 this dean, played by John Neville. Yes. Um, good casting. He's yeah. He's, he's terrific he's in this. In this uh, you know. It's the weekend. Yeah, it's I great. love that line. I don't know why. Um, and uh, at some point, there's this like newscast that is like, "Hey, if you go outdoors, make sure you grab a slicker." Oh, so we're establishing yeah. that there's going to be more people in slickers around the campus. Exactly. Apparently. And uh, and then like Paul tries to talk to Natalie, and sh- and he's all like, "I discovered that you were." you were friends with Michelle Mancini. Why didn't you say anything? And she's like, I just don't have time for this. I want to know why these people are doing this to me. Why? And so she goes off to try to be with Brenda, who is busy swimming some laps. And she sees someone dressed up in a parka coming after her in the pool. And she's like, Brenda. And of course she can't hear her. So she smashes the glass. And then Brenda looks up. And so does her friend in the parka. And it's just like another person on the swim team. And they're like, uh, what's wrong with this girl? She's crazy. 
Yep. And so then Brenda's finally like, what's going on? And she's like, um, I knew Michelle Mancini. I know I should have told you, but here's the thing. Like we were friends in high school, but then we're, we weren't friends anymore because she did this thing where she, um, she d- decided to play a prank on this guy with the gang high beam initiation legend. Mm-hmm. And we turned our lights off. He flashed them at us to warn us. And then we followed him really fast and flashed our lights and he lost control of the car and died and I felt really bad about it so we became estranged and that's the story and I feel bad and Brenna's like oh my god that's so terrible you want to go to a party tonight (laughs) (laughs) she's like whatever sure Um, and then like she and Paul kind of get back in to the swing of things eventually because they start like researching the massacre because they're talking to the uh the janitor because they can't mm-hmm. find anything about the year 1973 when the massacre took took place in the archives and he and he's like talk to wexler and they're like what so they sneak into his office and they find an axe and a parka and they're like it must be mm-hmm. him and then he mm-hmm. finds them and is like is there something i can help you with and it doesn't end well for them. The dean is like, okay, uh, you're taking off the pay, pay, paper, Paul. And it looks like this, Natalie. Hmm, interesting that you are on probation. Why? For reckless endangerment? What's that about? And Paul's like, what? You never told me this? And then they kind of get est- est- estranged again. Because he's like, I don't know if I fall for it. I don't know if I fall for any of it. I'm gone. Ah. This Paul. He's drama queen. Just, he's not the greatest reporter here. No. You know? What is he, a reporter for Woodsboro High? Oh, you know? so pathetic. Um, and then... There is, however, a great oh. little bit of dialogue between um, the dean and Reese. Yes, this part I, I love because the, love it, love the it, love dean it. is going um, is going home. He's in the parking g- garage mm-hmm. and he's startled yeah. by Reese. Because these people in these movies just love to sneak up on every, every, everybody. And... Um, yeah. And he's all like, I like because because Reese is starting to get kind of concerned. She's catching on a little bit quicker than he is. And she's like, Mm -hmm. I called about Damon. They haven't heard from him. I'm getting kind of concerned. And he's like, oh, it's no big deal. I mean, he's he's probably shacked up in a motel with some girl or guy or farm animal. I don't know. And she's like, (laughs) what you ever 18? She's like, not that kind of 18. And and he's he's just like, okay, well, goodbye. And she's all like, asshole. (laughs) And and so he leaves and he hear he hears a noise. And then this knife comes out from underneath the car and slices his Achilles tendon and he's dragging himself and the car and the killer turns on the car to where it's just a new, 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 neutral. And it follows Mm -hmm. him until it pins him down on those like those little tire spike things. Yeah, the tire spikes that you're not supposed to go over. Impaled. You you get a flat tire. And there's a little sign there that's like severe tire damage. Yeah, and it just made me like think of, um, of these thing- Mrs. Doubt, oh, uh, <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. It was like I was in a band. Severe tire damage. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yes, <laughs> hilarious, hilarious. It's a good scene. It's a great scene. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> and um, let me go to the party. Right, the party now because all these movies yeah, have party, to have a big party. party. At you got, the it's frat not house. Halloween, but everybody's dressed up because it's, exactly. it's a massacre celebration, apparently. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Why, why is everyone dressed up? That is weird. It's like, yeah. dress as your favorite 
victim? I don't know. Like, I don't know. What the it's hell? It's not April Fool's Day. It's not like <laughs> no. killer party or anything. You yeah, know? Why, are, know. why is everyone dressed up? Um, I don't and know. Like, uh, and yeah, so they're having this big party. Natalie shows up and Paul shows up too. He wasn't su- supposed to because he told her to like stay at home or something. And um, and he shows up and he's like, I found this this newspaper article that the janitor, I believe, just conveniently left on my desk as I was cleaning it out <laughs> about Wexler being the sole survivor of the massacre. And so they have this conversation where he's, he's, he's like, yeah, it must be him. You know, like every year around this time he gets, he gets a little nutty, but this time he completely snaps and stuff. And she's all like, but why me? Why me? And she's crying. And because of that, he's like, I guess I should comfort her with my cock. And so they start like making out. And then Brenda walks in with a beer that she's brought for Natalie. And, and, and she, and she's like, Oh, like, you don't waste any time, do you, Natalie? Here's yep. your beer. It's light. And she just like runs <laughs> off and so starts good. crying on the porch. And yeah. um, then Sasha has to go in to the radio station. So she leaves. And um, they have been... Uh, this is so upsetting. They have been taking Parker's dog and funneling mm, beer to him. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, Parker gets a phone call from the killer it's like you're gonna die tonight not too original but you know whatever um yeah. and he's all <laughs> What's like your favorite scary movie he's like, yeah, no, we've oh, heard these things before. Yeah. are you calling from inside the house let me guess it's the babysitter and the man upstairs and so he's walking upstairs yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. find them and 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 they're like no it's the one about the old lady who dries off her wet dog in the microwave and he like runs downstairs into the k- kitchen and they put that dog in the fucking microwave okay this is so rude Aww. As if that dog has not been through enough. Because earlier, Mm -hmm. Damon said, do you want to come to the party? They're piercing the dog's nose. So they pierced the dog's nose, filled him with beer, and this is how he dies. This poor dog. It's the saddest death. It's so upsetting. Um, Mm -hmm. And then Parker just, like, runs away, and the killer finds him and drowns him in uh, in the toilet. And then he wakes up, and he's tied up, and they stick a funnel of Drano into his mouth. It's very Heathers. It's a very like quick sequence too. Yes. It all happens over the course of like super quick. 30 seconds here, yeah. you know, of head in the toilet, then we're coming out and then we're yeah. putting the funnel in the mouth and then we're putting the thing down. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting, which maybe it's a kind of just desserts for doing that to the dog. But then again, like, I mean, why kill the dog yeah. too? You know, I don't know. Yeah. I've yeah. got questions, I Rebecca Gayhart. She's a little nutty, a yeah. little nutty. Yeah. Um, and so now Sasha's at the station and I guess the killer is very, very fast, um, because they're there in about three minutes and it's well across campus, it seems. And, Mm -hmm. um, the killer kills Sasha's assistant who's operating Ah. the airwaves or whatever i don't know i don't i don't know all the all the, the terms the, the terminology yes you know, you know. he, it's not like we have a podcast or anything, yeah you know, the killer just... kills <laughs> sasha's Roz from for frazier i i don't know yeah basically um they, and yeah. so Roz is dead and yeah. then the killer like appears and smashes the window with the axe and sasha is on the run and at the party they're listening to Sasha's broadcast so everyone's hearing her scream and in in the meantime Reese has been doing some in, investigating and she's has and she's found a big pool of blood in Wexler's office 
And so she's trying to call the police and she's like, there's something wrong here, but they're not taking her call seriously because the dean called ahead and said, listen, you're going to get some prank calls this weekend because of all this stuff. So she's like, I guess I'll have to do this myself. So she gets her gun and looks at her poster of Pam and is like, I'm going to do it, Pam. <laughs> so she's she's mm. on the run. And while yep. she's driving, she hears Sasha's screams. Natalie hears the scream. So she rushes off in the rain trying to find her. And eventually she gets there and sees Sasha being murdered. And the killer does like a little wave. It's kind of cute, kind of scary. I like it. Wasn't there like some story after Columbine a year later that there were one of the victims made some statement like this before she was about to die? Like, I don't want to die or. Oh, maybe. God help me. There was some there was, story about that. There was so. a story I remember being told in Catholic school about one of them that was like, they said that one of the killers asked them if they believed in God and they said yes. And right, then they killed right. them, which That's I think was. was proven to be not true or something. Uh, not true, but, but, but it was used as like right, took that and ran with propaganda. It. Yeah. It's like she was yeah, murdered so just for that. being Christian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that's um, kind of what like her death reminds me of a little bit where she's like, I don't want to die. It's really it's sad because I like her. Yeah. Like she doesn't really do anything, yeah. but she's very sex positive. She's tr- trying to give yeah. people, um, you know, a place to talk about sex in a, in a safe way. Right. And, right. you know, and yeah. she gets killed and it's depressing. It's really sad. Yeah. And, um, thankfully, uh, when, she, once she's, um, uh, Nat, Nat, Natalie runs out, she goes and she finds Paul and Paul like tries to use the phone, but the lines are down and she doesn't really believe him. So she tries to check the phone and he's like, what are you doing? Don't, don't, don't you believe me? She's like, I just wanted to check. Why are you so angry? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. And so they run out and then they find Brenda and she's like, oh my God, where were you? I heard Sasha. And they're like, she's dead. She's like, are you sure? And they're like, just come, come with us. So they get in Paul's car and they're just driving. I don't know where exactly. And they stop at a gas station and he goes in to like use the phone. And... Um, and Brenda's like, you know what? I'm so sorry. Like, I'm I was such a bitch. Like, you two really seem to be into each other. Like, you should have him. And so they hug, and ev- ev- everything's great. And then they hear a little pager go off. And they're like, what the fuck? And they tr- travel outside the car, and they go to the trunk where they get this whiff of something that smells really bad. And they open up the car, and there is Wexler covered in blood, clearly dead. And Brenda's like, like I said, he's all yours. <laughs> and they just run away. <laughs> and Paul comes rushing out like, come back here. And then at some point, Natalie loses Brenda in the forest, and she just hears her screaming. And she just keeps running. And then she flags down a car, which turns out to be the creepy janitor. But she's like, you know what? I need to get out of here. So she's in the car with him and she notices a parka in the backseat. Everyone has this fucking coat. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And she's like, I can, can you just let me out? And he's like, what are you talk, talk, talk about? You're crazy. And then here comes the killer in a car and they do the uh, high beam initiation thing, which ends in their car going off the road and crashing and i guess the janitor's dead i mean pro- probably we'll just it's say assumed. he is yeah, yeah. so natalie Unless gets out but he was working 
with Rebecca the whole time. And that's mm. how they were able to go back and forth between the school and they could, yeah, the party and the, who knows? I think I they, know. they could use this in the official Urban Legend 3. Yep. Possibly. Yep. I don't know. Hmm, interesting. Come on. Um, and so then she's running back to campus and she's pressing the uh, the emergency call kiosk thingy yep. you know and she's getting no response and then she hears screams coming from the abandoned dorm where the massacre was and it sounds like brenda and she's like oh no so she runs in and this place has been decked out like a fucking haunted haunted house where like she she'll just <laughs> open a door and here comes the dean here comes damon here comes parker yeah. you know they just come a shrine like shrine here and out. there yeah you know, just, just great some, some accoutrement some you know it's 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 like very really, Halloween yeah. Horror Nights, and I I, I love yeah. it. I, I love that uh, they yeah. go to the trouble to do this. Um, uh-huh. And then eventually she goes to her room, and she just finds Brenda dead on a bed with candles surrounding her. And she sits down, and she cries, oh, Brenda, why did it have to be you? If only I had, I had gotten here sooner. And then Brenda rises up and knocks Ooh. the fuck out of Natalie. Oh, and smiles gosh. and you're like not Brenda we trusted you Brenda we trusted you and Natalie wakes up tied to a bed and Brenda's all like gotcha gotcha and she <laughs> explains what's been going on here and she comes with visual aids she has yeah. a slideshow that explains that the man that Natalie and Michelle killed was her boyfriend and he yep. had proposed. She still wears the ring around her neck, you know, and mm. and she's pretty pissed off ab- ab- about it. And I get it because he was kind of yeah. cute. I'm like, I totally get it. It was cute. Yeah. It's a very Debbie Jelinski. Uh, we were talking before we started recording. <laughs> you know, very, you know, Joan Cusack moment here. This, this unhinged monologue with slides. It's, it's just so great. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> totally unrecognized by the Academy as we were talking about. Which is rude. I but, find very rude. Yeah. This is great yeah, work. These great performances. This is it's, fantastic. It's, it's great. Because oh, she's funny, yeah. she's campy, yet there are moments where yeah. she is genuinely heartbreaking. You feel for her. It's just oh, yeah. so good. Like, if we're ranking all the killers from this whole 90s teen horror movie, it would be like her and Mrs. Loomis oh, up there easily. at like the very fucking top. And easily. Like everybody else is just like a yes. full ring down from you completely. Know, it's they just, are the queens. On. Completely. They are the queens. It's like, because I think they ground it in such like honest to god grief i mean these are people that are genuinely pissed off at the world and you kind of understand why you're like i get it like it's it's like a good mo motivation like you're like oh okay like if i were in your shoes and i was a little unhinged maybe i would do the same thing i don't know yeah yeah just like so Pretty many great stuff. little one-liners here. I mean, oh it's, my God. It, it, there's a great super cut on YouTube that somebody just took and they just like edit them all <laughs> together. And it's just like her going back. You're fucking crazy. Like, I guess you can think I'm a little nutty. <laughs> why? 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 It's just, it's great. I have already tried therapy. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. It did me no good, Natalie. And so she reveals this whole plan like, now I'm going to do my favorite UL, the kidney heist. She's like, you've heard of it, right? Like this, this, uh, this guy gets a drink at the bar from this lady and he wakes up and he's in a bathtub of ice and one of his kidneys has been removed. And she's like, I don't think it's ever happened, though, until tonight. And Reese is coming as fast as she can. She's trying to get to the, the site before any more carnage can take place. And 
Brenda's like, okay, I'm just going to start to cut. And I'm, I gotta be honest here. Like, I don't really know which one's your kidney, but I'm just going to find an organ and I'm going to grab it. And so <laughs> she just starts like cutting into Natalie. And then pretty soon here comes Reese and she's like, and she, and she's like, freeze you crazy psycho bitch. And she's like, oh, great. Rent a cop to the rescue. <laughs> rent a cop to the rescue. <laughs> That's a great line. Great. And great, great. Reese tells, tells her to go to the window and she unties Natalie and Natalie does the rest of the untiner herself. And Reese mm. goes up to Brenda. Unfortunately, Brenda has a little flick knife that she has been hiding, and she opens it up and slices Reese in the st- 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 stomach. They fall to the ground. There's there there's a big fight, and Brenda shoots Reese, and then she grab grabs the gun, and is all like, "Where are you going, Natalie?" And then all of a sudden, here comes Paul, out of nowhere. And he and he's clapping. He's like, "What a great plan! This sounds great. I couldn't have done it better myself." And and they kind of agree to have this sort of arrangement where, like, she'll give him all the details of the murders for his, you know, his newspaper article, so that he can get in and have a good job and stuff. And then yeah. she's she's like, "You know what? You're cute, Paul, but you're not that fucking cute. Not that fucking cute." <laughs> she's so like, "Okay, which one do I shoot first? Eeny, meeny, miny, and then." <laughs> and then Reese is like Mo and just, just pulls the gun and shoots her in the arm and then Natalie still has the gun and Brenda's like what are you going to shoot me Natalie what kind of friend are you and she like charges at, at her and Natalie shoots and Brenda goes flying out the window and crunch she should should be a goner and then um, they send for paramedics for Reese but they just leave her there they leave for no reason. Shouldn't they just stay yeah. with her? And and they're driving yeah, to some unknown de- destination. Where are they going? Like, sh- shouldn't they be there when the police come to explain what ha- happened? You know, like you can't. You think it kind of makes them look a little suspicious, don't you think? Like, kind of like, yeah. like, were yeah. they a part of this? <laughs> they're just driving yeah, on the road. It's a little weird. A little weird. And they're all like, you think this will become an urban legend? Like. Like Brenda will will become a guy, and you'll become a cop, and he and then he's all like, well, if if this is an urban legend, at what point do we get to the twist? And then all of a sudden, an axe comes from the back seat, and here comes Brenda, somehow still alive, <laughs> just swinging the axe like crazy, and the car's swerving. It's raining out outside. It's just not a safe in- environment whatsoever. And right as she's about to chop up Natalie, they slam on the brakes and she goes flying through the windshield and into the into the river (laughs) and just floats away. And they just watch as she goes away. And then we hear people talking and they're like, yeah, the rain was so bad. They never found the body. And there's this other group of college kids at uh, Central Perk 2, I guess. Who are yes. talk, talk, talking about the story and they're like, no, you got it wrong. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, Br- Brenda was that girl from the, the Noxima commercial. <laughs> and then <laughs> we hear this voice, this familiar voice that's like, no, that's not true. And they're like, really? And she's like, not at all. Um, and listen up, guys, because this is how the story really goes. And it's Brenda. Mm-hmm. It's Brenda. She's still alive. And that's the end. Whew chills just i guide they're mul- they're multiplying <laughs> well 
<laughs> I'm losing it's a control. Sting, you know. Yes. A, and they bring it back for Urban Legend Part Two. They do. Why bring her back again yes. for that one little moment? And it's great. And it's just it's so much better than what the Craft fucking Legacy does. Oh, I know. Just like tack on this yeah. one little scene with Ferrer's Abuka that it's just it just doesn't feel earned at all. No. But here, I'll buy it. You know. Absolutely. Um, what a good time. Yeah. Uh it's great. Good time. Good time. Uh, it just it's just a movie you put on and uh enjoy the ride it's a, it's a yes ride movie, you know? it definitely is it's got some 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 yeah. fun little scares and jolts a little suspense a lot of humor it doesn't really let up let up you know no. it's always like oh, okay we have the you know once the ride is going uh yeah you can't get off you know that's it's, right uh, and who yeah, would want to truly i still yeah, truly, don't want to get off i want to keep going <laughs> gotta get don't want to get off don't want to get off around. stop let singing dion i don't relate to this now <laughs> i, I want to stay on the ride <laughs> there's the police coming for reese thank god think, finally <laughs> all these finally driving, yeah oh my gosh <laughs> oh yeah but yeah still waiting for that gritty gritty reboot let me tell yes. you yes uh, and uh as long as it has a final sequence that is as over the top and ridiculously campy as this one that's all i really need you know i mean all, all we need is divine and gay heart yep like that's all yep. i want to see on the poster just divine gay heart urban legend yeah. three mm-hmm. well that's all i need all. i would be there opening night yeah easy absolutely absolutely that's what we want and it seems like the time to do it you know they're bringing mm-hmm. i mean they're talking about this i know we did last summer a reboot but then i always hear <laughs> conflicting things about how the cast is like i don't fucking know anything <laughs> like, about this but okay <laughs> i've been offered nothing what are you talking about <laughs> freddie prince jr is going on podcast and is like it was a fucking terrible experience i fucking hated everything about that I but, know, right, what a sure, shocker <laughs> right yeah, yeah. man that's crazy so jim gillespie was a butthole apparently god that's sad it's so unfortunate man yeah um yeah, that's just, this was the last of the like the big ones from that era that we hadn't done. Yeah. So it was fun to it's a knock great it out one. here. It's such a good yeah. one too. Good time. It's it's I think good time. I don't I don't know how to rank it really. I mean, I guess of course Scream is always at the top, you know, and then Scream's the best. I mean, you know, both but I, Scream, Scream one and two, two are pretty much yeah, you know, those are probably the tops. And, uh, I think probably the faculty for me. Is right the, below yeah, that. yeah, um, yeah. But then I'd probably put this probably one after Legend the faculty. Below that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then they're probably the best. The I know we did last summer in there somewhere. The two yeah. I know we did last summer, but they're in there somewhere. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, and like I guess eight H two O figures in there oh, somewhere, yeah, but I don't, I don't know. know like, would be. yeah, it's like it's so weird because I know it's kind of based on like the Scream esque movies, but I still just consider it to be yeah. part of Halloween. It doesn't. I, mean, I guess there's times mm. it feels like a Scream era m- movie, but I I don't know. I still just. Hmm. For some reason, I don't consider it part of that time. For some reason, I don't know. Why. I mean, it's got the score from the screamer. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, God, what the fuck were they thinking? That was so weird. It's like, why are we hearing the cue when Sydney's running through the field? Like, what's going on? This is just from Scream. What's going on? Confusing. Did they not think we would yeah. notice? What is that? My God. Uh, weird yeah. choices yeah. in that movie. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. But there, 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 there was recently a podcast on Happy ho- yep. Horror Time yes. with Kevin. Very good, Wi- very good interview. Williamson, probably one of the mm-hmm. best I- interviews with him that I've heard. Where yeah. like he did not yeah. let back 
on anything. And he basically said, like, nope. yeah, I wrote H two O. Like that yeah, was basically, basically me. Comes right out and says it. Yeah. <laughs> like and they the had only a script, reason his but, name you know. is not on. Yeah, the only reason his name is not on the thing because they didn't get it into arbitration yeah. in time. Apparently, mm-hmm. and there's all these rules. That's it. Like, yeah, it's yeah. And it's like I always yeah, had a suspicion, but yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. It is. It's it's a great little podcast interview, folks. Oh yes, know. everybody um, check yeah. it out. It's so so much props. Fun. Yeah, props to the host because they ask yes. him. They're like, "We're gonna wait and say the scream stuff for the end, and we're gonna do yeah. all this other stuff that you never talk about, like teaching Mrs. Tingle and you know." Oh, the I learned so much. So, I had yeah, no idea that the choices for Mrs. Tingle were like Kathleen were Turner, Sally Field, <laughs> yeah. like all the, Sigourney yeah, Weaver, <laughs> and <laughs> apparently crazy. Sally Field got into like the screen test um, yeah. stages. Like, like that's yeah. great. Like I'm trying to picture that with Sally fucking field. I'm like, this is so bizarre. Like, this is so yeah. interesting that yeah. these were the choices. So cool. Yeah. So I learned so much. So thanks guys so, yeah, for that. Great, wonderful. Great little interview. Halloween treat. Yeah. 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 Go give it a listen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, um, the nineties, nineties horror. Nice. So fun. Good times. Good times. So glossy. Um, so sexy. So smart. Glossy. Hip, you know, non-stop, non-stop scary. scary. I don't know about non-stop scary, but hip and sexy, absolutely. <laughs> oh, Can't believe we did Dracula 2000 before we did Urban Legend. Oh, we did. What were we thinking? Some silly yeah, gooses. Was, I don't know yeah, what whatever. we were like. This one's more important. Dracula 2000. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'll still watch it. I mean, <laughs> in in the grand scheme on. of c- cinema history. I think Dracula 2000 yeah, I mean, is more important. One, this one does not have vitamin C in it. So It doesn't. It doesn't. Or the Virgin Megastore. So Or the Virgin Mary Megastore, yes. Or Judas. <laughs> or fucking Judas. <laughs> what oh, are we, oh god, every man. time just the twist in that movie. You were okay, well, if we're talking about like the craziest twist from the there, best. that might have been the one like, the most over the top. <laughs> love dracula 2000 so much oh, it's so wild wow. oh boy oh, oh. oh. we didn't deserve um, it we didn't know no, what we had it at the time no no um only in hindsight you know what i did see in theaters randomly What'd that you see? uh it's also fun hmm. that's really everything to do with what we're talking about but i just what? i feel like if i don't talk about it now i'm gonna forget about it oh. i saw that bottoms movie oh lucky it never played here i was so mad really no, it never played. It's like wide. It's still playing like wide around I'm here. That's surprising. Yeah, it's not even like they limited. They said here. wide, but like, and and they said they said the same thing with uh, Bo is Afraid. They were like, it's it oh. now it's it's all wide. And once they said that, it still took like a week or two to get here where it only played for like a week. But this one huh. never played here. And I think it's huh. homophobia. I think that's what it is. Well, yeah, check it again because yeah, so it's been like spreading more and more. But it, it was a lot of fun. I just wanted to throw a little recommendation out oh, there for I the world. Um, if you haven't seen it and it's if, if it's playing around yet, because apparently it's it's not everywhere here. But uh, I think I heard it. Uh, it um, it's it's yeah. on VOD now. I think so. I might try to check it oh, out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It goes to some weird places with the plot, but I like uh, that. it's very funny. Like there's a lot of really fun dialogue and. Uh, just it just feels like a throwback to this kind of you know 90s era with some like weird like 80s heathers kind of ness to mm. it starts out fairly conventional but by the end of it it's just like okay this is not what i was expecting oh uh, i like yeah, it it's a good time uh, worth checking out absolutely i'm so excited i've um, only heard raves 
So I'm 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 yeah. I'm trying to keep my expectations low because everyone's yeah, I mean, like, keep it's your amazing. Low, you know, but, you know, it wasn't like oh the best thing I've ever seen, but like I just I had a good time, and that's that's all I can ask for in oh, yeah. a comedy these days. Absolutely, you know, I, it made me laugh, which is more than I can say for a lot of comedies these days. Exactly, so I'll take there it. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. Uh, speaking of taking it, do you have a uh, <laughs> overlooked gem for today? Well, uh, and taking it, yeah, uh, this is it's yeah. kind of related to taking it. Um, there's right. a a movie called The Boys Next Door. Have you have you seen this? The Boys Next Door. What year is this? This is mid '80s. It has Charlie Sheen, yes, and Maxwell gay. Caulfield. Yes, gay, gay, gay. Yes. People should have been taking yes. it in this movie. Um, mean a movie if I mean recall. very it's, mean yeah, it's uh yeah. it's it's a story about two teenage boys who are graduating from high school they hate their town they hate their parents mm-hmm. hate their classmates and they decide we're gonna go on the road to la as like a big last hurrah hur- 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 before we have to come back here mm-hmm. and have our boring factory job where we just punch a clock every, every day and waste away and yeah. on this journey they decide to commit little crimes and the crimes start off fairly small and then they keep growing into the point where they're killing people and um the charlie sheen character is kind of has a little bit more of a conscience and he's like should we be doing this this feels wrong and it's this leopold Loeb type deal yes and the maxwell caulfield character is just very psychotic and um, mm-hmm. probably his best part that he's ever played. Yeah. It's 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 a great part yeah. for for him, and um and it's 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 kind of it's kind of sad. There's some darkly comedic parts. Um, mm-hmm. but it's just it's 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 quite a journey. It it's 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 an interesting movie. The finale takes place in a mall in the middle of the night uh, where like right. no one's that's there. Right. It's yeah. really cool. It's like a yeah. little chase in, yeah. in a mall. And it's it's uh-huh. it's um I don't want to say it's a good time it's not um, but it's 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 a bit of a downer it's, but it's, it's a good movie yeah I mean yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah it's engaging absolutely a very and good gay, movie like I said it's pretty yes. gay pretty gay yeah um very good little movie um yeah, yeah so, that's a that's a good one I kind of forgot about it until you brought it up and I'm like oh yeah well it's out there it's it's a weird one to pair with this movie because they're so diametrically opposed in terms well, yeah. of tone yeah, and yeah. style but you know yeah yeah. maybe you need like a palate not, cleanser after this maybe one. you do you know i i think so it's like you can have Variety your cake the and then eat your broccoli with this one yeah. exactly maybe exactly. so <laughs> there you go <laughs> your gay broccoli yeah gay broccoli <laughs> that's what we specialize on this pod this podcast yeah absolutely but it's it it's a good one it's it's on uh blu-ray from severin who always do some great work and uh look looking pretty pretty good it was a a movie from new world picture so it's got that you know Mm. new world grain that i love the sheen yes the the, the grainy sheen always grainy Mm. and uh we're heading uh straight into halloween season here folks we'll we'll see what we uh plan for the festivities we haven't even planned it out ourselves so we'll see candy corn uh <laughs> <laughs> i don't know yes yes uh yeah in the meantime as always follow us if you dare yes uh facebook x twitter whatever the fuck it's called uh hohh podcast homos and haunted hill on instagram uh you gotta follow us if you want to know what we're covering usually i post on like the weekend at some point 
usually Sunday because at least then I know if we're actually going to record an episode by then. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can never tell with uh, us. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad we did this because we were trying to get it up for the, the 25th anniversary. Yeah. We're going to. So there you go. And uh, yeah, we got, so we got some ideas for October we had uh, uh, toyed with, but we'll just have to kind of figure it out. And uh, yeah, we're not going to tell uh, you until it's time. Yeah, there's a lot of indie horror movies coming out next month. Like I was looking through the list, I'm like, oh my god, yours is not coming out till November, right? Uh, yeah, but a, a don't even there, get me started. Is, is, like, yeah. so I worked with a PR company on the last one, and I went yeah. to them for this one, and they're like, oh, we can't represent your movie because we are fucking jam packed. So like, oh. I'm gonna have to like do it all myself, which is gonna suck. Okay. So like, there's yeah, so many movies yeah. that are coming out. I'm like, why? Well. Like, calm it down. What's happening? Why did they cram it all into one month? Yeah, I mean, I, I get it's like the spooky time, but like, you could have got some of this stuff out in August or September. Like, there's not much going on during the, like, you know, it's so like, crowded. On, folks. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So this or like fucking a... January. January's become like a decent time to put out horror. Why didn't Isn't you that weird? And, I don't know. It used yeah. to be like, that's the dump it used to be month. And yeah. now it's like, there's been yeah. some good stuff from January in the yeah. years past. Yeah. Fucking Megan came out last January yeah. and was a big hit. So like, you mm-hmm. know, there's, there's. Uh, appetite for it changed its reputation yeah yeah there's a there's some movie with heather graham coming out that i want to see oh suitable flesh yeah that that looks good that was actually shot a few miles away from where i live because um someone at a place where i go to to eat was like yeah we had um heather graham in here yesterday and she's making a horror movie and i was like what the fuck Hmm. here okay and then i found out a few few months later that it it was this one and i was like i had no idea it was being made here it's crazy Hmm. fascinating yeah yeah Yeah. so heather graham was just like eating some barbecue in between shoots i guess so yeah (laughs) wow how crazy awesome roller girl was in the barbecue restaurant Wonderful. So I I can't I can't wait wait to see it because apparently it was a story yeah. that Stuart Gordon was wanting to make for years mm. and he never got around okay. to it. So it's kind of got that like yeah, psychosexual vibe and I, we don't have enough mm. psychosexual these days. Uh no we do not. Yeah. Uh we get some psycho but uh light on the sexual. I know. I need both. I do too. I it's better that here. way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a you know if you want some uh, nudity folks uh, my boyfriend and I have been watching this reality show on um, I thought uh, you were gonna say my boyfriend and I opened an OnlyFans (laughs) well (laughs) not quite however we have been very inspired by the show Um, it's it's called Naked Attraction have you heard of the show I have um, it's on Max, HBO Max, whatever it's called now. Um, very interesting. Uh, full nudity here. And uh, they they take a person, and this person comes in, and they're looking for love, I guess. But they're <laughs> going to try to find someone based on what their body looks like, apparently. Wow. So then they have these, like, six people in these tubes, I guess I would call it. And uh, the tube can, like... I don't know how to describe it. It has like a curtain type thing in the front and the curtain like comes up a little bit. So it starts out, you can just see their legs and their genitalia and they don't blur anything out here. You see full dicks, full vaginas. Like it's, you see everything. Whoa. And then they have to like pick the one that they don't like. And then that person has to go home 
Um, and then the curtain thing goes up further, so you get to see the top half of their body. And then eventually you see like their face, but it's like they just keep like, whittling them down to find like the person they're the most physically attracted to. Uh, oh, that's I was not expected to be like as engrossed by this television show. Maybe again because you just don't see nudity, period, anywhere anymore. But it was just like, oh my god, like it, it's just in your face. It's, it's wow. Weird. And there's some like sexual innuendo and some like little bits of um, education in there where they're like, hey, you know, back in the 17th uh, century, uh, this was uh, they were attracted to this and blah 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 and this kind of facial hair and uh, body hair and fascinating wow. fascinating so um yeah i've heard of this it's, it's out there i just have not yeah. seen it but it sounds delightful yeah they, they don't have a u.s version yet i don't think there's a uk one that's the one i've been watching oh, and, okay. uh, because the u.s is so prudy that they made oh i can't even imagine will, will yeah I don't, I, unless I don't it's think game of thrones then it's like rape and you know yeah. whatever the fuck they want to do on that <laughs> show. like bring it on but if it's you know yeah but god yeah, forbid but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so that's my Overlook gem. It's out there. Go, go check oh, it out. Well, I wasn't expecting. Uh, we have a yeah, two for this week. <laughs> two for two for one, like we used to do. Yeah. <laughs> naked Attraction UK. It's out there. Nice. But yeah, in the meantime, uh, get your spooky stuff out if it's not already out because uh, we're really into the, you know, the midst of uh, Halloween season here. Yes, we are. It's crazy. It's fall officially. So excited. Yeah. That, that's what Doesn't they say. Like it, but it's, but it's that's what they say. <laughs> so they keep telling us, but uh, that's what they say. I do feel a slight breeze yeah. though every now and then for like this past week I'm like oh there's a breeze. a breeze maybe it's yeah, coming yeah. in I think I saw a leaf yeah there are leaves on the ground but I think they've just been burnt off they're not even like they're not just like <laughs> the wildfires just took them <laughs> yeah, off they're like we're just gonna go ahead and die we don't have time for this uh, yeah. <laughs> it's true yeah. yeah oh poor leaves uh, yeah but uh, yeah enjoy uh, the beginning of October here folks and yes. it's coming up here and uh We'll be back. We'll uh, we'll be back soon. And uh, okay. Well, goodbye. Goodbye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>